want to like record some of this. So you can get saved. Well, I guess we don't go to church for the week. I just don't know why I can hear and you can't. But when you mute it goes away. Hold on, let me mute it quick. Yeah, it just it goes and <laughs> That's so fucked up. Like turn your shit up. Like turn your mic up as hot lo loud as possible. Is uh is Sandy taking a little drink right now? Yeah. Dude, just turn your mic up as loud as possible right okay. now. Okay. Like turn those levels up. Yeah. I'll put an input all the way. Yeah. All the way. I wish the baby would start, start crying again. Now my, oh yeah. You don't hear this? No, not like one fucking lick. I just want to capture some of this weirdness. No, self-righteous. You know what, you know what's crazy? Is if like, if there, there was nothing on the recording. <laughs> and you're just making this up. Well, well then I'm crazy. You just need Jesus. Dude, God's literally talking to you right now. Man. It's just me. This is the, the worst message he could have given me. Yeah, man, so what should I do? What's I didn't know my uh, house was the hotspot. For our savior. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is starting to trip me out a lot. <laughs> you don't hear it, though? I do not. No. Nothing. Okay. Uh, so it's got to be coming from... Hang on, he's getting to the Nicodemus part. Real quick. <laughs> The only thing that's a little creepy is that I do have the book called The Devil in the White City sitting right in front of me. What's fucking talking to the mic, man? Um, Alright, let's, let's, I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna send a new link. Why don't you try to go down to your basement and we'll see if that's better. Okay, sounds good. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to our 83rd episode of the point forward uh we're we're glad to glad to be back we uh um are currently once again in a ultraless uh episode ultra ultra, ultra finds a way to um to to take these trips right before basketball season starts uh and goes goes away on these long um Long adventurous uh, trips with his uh, his his girlfriend and uh, graphic designer of the of the point forward uh, Miss Lindsay Susla, <laughs> but uh, the uh, that giggle you hear is not a clown on helium or a um, a small child. <laughs> it is not uh, Alvin it's not Alvin or any of the chipmunks. We weren't able to book any of them. I tried to reach oh, out to the people. Um, this is the voice of. How do I how do I want to intro you here? Uh, this is this is a friend of the pod, Dylan. Um, Hello. Dylan is a mutual friend of both Ultra and myself. Um, I was thinking I was, I was trying to, as I was about to talk, I realized I don't really know what context to put you in as far as a, a basketball allegiance. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say is just Team LeBron. Yeah, pretty much bias, bias on all accounts to LeBron and Giannis. So I, I'm I fit in the PJ category. Yeah. So Dylan Dylan is, is uh, lives in Milwaukee. Uh, so yeah, would you consider yourself a Bucks fan? Because I was gonna say I know you as a Packer fan and a LeBron fan, but I would consider I, myself a Bucks fan. Do you More consider of, yourself a Brewers fan also? I mean, see, are you I'm just, just, I just state of Wisconsin or? Yeah, more of a state of Wisconsin, but I just don't dabble in baseball like I do with the other sports. Right. I mean, everyone's but, got their. Vices. But I still want to root for them. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got their vices. exciting, exciting time of uh, year for them. Another piece of context: Dylan is one the is uh, one of the four horsemen that make up our uh, what we <laughs> coin our bravada uh, betting ring that we have. So 
a lot of times ultra will talk about our financial stakes and dylan is part of that and and normally how our, our, our scheme works is that uh dylan and i will, will decide on a bet um and agree on it and then we'll argue with ultra for several hours and then our um, fourth member of the group cam will sometimes come in and, and, and weigh in otherwise it will just be a decision where dylan and i will log in and place the said bet and we don't really listen to ultra and yeah, uh, I, I hate to shit on a guy that can't defend himself right now. No, but pretty that's much. The whole, that's the whole yeah. purpose of these episodes is when Ultra's <laughs> not here, we exclusively shit on him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, pretty much bet, or, uh, PJ and I are the brains behind the operation, and Ultra likes uh, to think of himself as the voice of reason. But I mean, based on what have you done for me lately, I would say our, our past weekend of football betting would prove that, yeah, that's true. We're better off without him. Uh, we Absolutely. just use him for his... His his uh, Europe trip bag of bag of cash he's got. Um, <laughs> so before we get into stuff, I do want to put context in the beginning of this recording. So that is, um, you know, we are recording on uh, October third here, uh, and evidently you're just fresh into the Halloween season. Uh, yeah, seriously. So we were trying to set up Dylan's mic and get everything set up, and for some reason we were getting this feedback uh, on Dylan's end that was what I can only assume uh, was was the good Lord trying to reach at least me because I was the only one that could hear it on my end. Uh, um, so we uh, I, I, we hit record and just I'm glad I hope you can hear some of it if you weren't really sure what was going on. Um, that was intentionally put in there. Uh, give that another listen because it is the most bizarre thing. So uh, thank you, Dylan, for bringing us our first uh, ghost recording. Yeah, apparently the, uh, my house is settled up on... A- an ancient burial ground or some sort with all these yeah. white noise coming through or just your white guilt yeah white guilt white, your way. white guilt was formed in some <laughs> white noise and there was some pastor from somewhere trying to trying to pray the good the good uh, lord into our hearts and i don't know hey, if i accepted it worked. yet I'm, it worked i'm uh, i'm going to be more of the uh, the undecided recruit if i'm going to accept the good lord in my heart I might, uh, might, I might just lay out all the religions on a table, like into the, uh, like NCAA, like the college kids do before they commit to a school. Oh, and, there you uh, go. Go that Have way. Have a signing day. Oh yeah, something like that. But um, but yeah. So uh, as we mentioned, Dylan is a big LeBron James fan. He only helps feed my LeBron buzz the most when when those moments come up. Uh, so of course we're not. We would be doing our friendship and the the good people listening and disservice we did not start with uh mr lebron james uh new update folks we've seen him in pictures in a lakers jersey we've seen him in a video game in a lakers jersey we've seen him in practice in a lakers jersey well now folks we saw him in a live preseason game not just one preseason game but two live preseason games since we last talked and what a sight what a sight, Dylan. What what did you think of seeing uh, Mr. Mr. James, our our king, uh, in the the purple and gold for the first time in in some some semblance of live basketball action? PJ, you might actually not know this, but my favorite color is yellow. And when so I bought like all of his yellow jerseys. Like I think he only had a Cavs jersey that was yellow. So I actually absolutely love the colors yeah. on him. He looks gold. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you know the similarities. Anyways. <laughs> The way that they actually played together, too, I was pretty pumped. Like, I'm excited to see him with new talent that just, like, run up and down the floor and see that old LeBron a little bit again. So so what really jumped out to me more than anything was the uh, this idea that LeBron was going to be, like, more of a... I mean, I think a lot of people have talked about it, and I've fully embraced it, was the idea of LeBron at some point returning to be, like, more of a... Extend his career and be, like, the Zach Randolph for, right. for a couple of years. Uh, but they they had a few people playing center. They had JaVale McGee start out, but they've been uh, having Kuzma play some five for them at certain points. Not LeBron, but but Kuzma. So, uh, Hell yeah. for me, it was a surprise. I was ready to see some LeBron at five. He uh, does not seem to be wanting to do that as much at this point. Uh, do you think that what? that makes sense? Do you think he? Yeah, just- I think he's definitely gonna meander his way over there at some point but my more concern like my more focus is on like who will actually lebron play more with rondo and lonzo like what what's your take on that because i mean like 
because that kind of alludes to LeBron playing a bigger role, like being away from the point guard. And I don't know which one fits better with him. Well, so they've said for pretty much the the message has been that they want to move the ball. They want to have multiple guys that can make plays, and they're they're gonna really emphasize not even really shooting, but but moving the basketball a lot and, and getting shots off of of that ability. Uh, so I think it does make sense why you've got a guy like Lance, you bring a guy like Rondo in, you already have Lonzo, LeBron, obviously. Uh, I mean, I've described this already uh, on a previous episodes, but the fascinating thing about this season with the Lakers is it is pretty much a redshirt or it's a, a throwaway year for LeBron. You can really kind of get a lot of vibes of it, but it's it's also an open tryout for him to understand who's going to who can play with him and play with him the way he wants and thinks they can be successful. Uh, so if in your question of if he's playing more with Rondo or Lamel or um, Lonzo, Lonzo, sorry, I got all sorts of balls on my mind. Um, <laughs> if he's playing with Rondo, that means Lonzo is 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 Gonzo because yeah. yeah uh, because like it, he needs that if, if Lonzo is going to be a part of this team in the core going forward, he would be playing over Rondo. Rondo's kind of I think the backup to, um, kind of fill in for the Lonzo. Lonzo if he does not yeah. perform well, and then it kind of is like a a plate a gap a holder placeholder for them to then assess the other positions for for GM slash coach slash player LeBron his his contributions and all those facets for him to be able to oh, to man. handle some of that so i can't wait for all these headlines coming out of la it's gonna be so crazy <laughs> it's like, oh it's already a circle i mean so i didn't realize this till today but they that they've uh they changed the locker room even that they uh renovated the locker room in like kind of preparation of getting for LeBron. lebron really yeah i didn't hear about this so yeah you'll have to you have to it's they've added um and does he have a bigger? Does he have a bigger office than Luke Walton? <laughs> no. So so uh, one of so, so the Lakers renovated the locker room, and LeBron's new locker is basically in the same spot where Kobe's locker used to be. Oh. So Kobe's on the hot seat. Um, side thing: I don't know if you saw there was a debunking of the Matt Barnes Kobe Bryant video. Something I don't I really did. want to talk about. Did, I did, did see, see that. Did, what did you think of it? Well. I kind of got to see the video. If it's just a snapshot, that could have been. There was video of it, and it's. Oh, there it, was. I just saw a snapshot of it. I can. I mean, there's there's screenshots, there's clips. I uh, I really just didn't care. Like it was became an internet thing yesterday, and I didn't really partake because I just am so Kobe'd out. I'm so every time Kobe's name comes up at this point, I'm just kind of exhausted yeah. by it. Yeah. It doesn't do it for me. I know there's a certain group that it still moves the meter for but i ain't one of them um right yeah i'm sure when lebron retires we're gonna go through something like this too and i'll probably be you know contradicting everything i've said here about kobe because i'll probably still want to consume lebron stuff but lebron might actually you know develop some is, is developing all sorts of content doing stuff like he might be winning legitimate emmys and not just buying them like kobe did yeah yeah um I'm. A, but, I'm. Uh, did you see the GM survey today too, saying that LeBron was voted like the most likely to win MVP? Oh yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I I said that uh, a few weeks ago. Not that I called it, but no, that's an easy. Because the, the narrative is going to be like, oh, him with this young chorus is different than before. Right. It will uh, give voters like a real good reason if he has a if he puts up the numbers he put up last year under this team. Oh. Hell's yes, he's gonna be a fucking. He's gonna be the MVP, no problem. No matter how yeah how good anyone else is, because I mean, been probably the best player still for the last six. Set. The fact yeah. he never won one with Cleveland did kind of rub me the wrong way. All yeah, like, any of those seasons. Me too, Peach. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna get any uh, any arguments from me on that side. But speaking of Cleveland. Um, we we're still uh, yes. still gonna be able to creep into this this podcast a little bit. Um, Tristan Thompson had himself some comments that um, I for one wasn't expecting, uh, but here's what he said. Uh, Tristan Thompson says they they remain the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. His quote: 
We're still four-time Eastern Conference champions. So until you take us down from that, teams ain't got to say, got much to say. Boston, Philly, they ain't got much to say, Thompson told reporters on Thursday. Boston at home court, game seven and lost. Philly, you guys got swept. Toronto, we already know that story. So until <laughs> someone takes us down, there's not much they can really say. Dylan, can oh they really say much? Yeah, they can say a whole lot, man. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. I I think Cleveland, there's still a chance where, like, Kevin Love can actually, like, do something where they could, like, squeak into the playoffs. But, like, there's no way. <laughs> like, there's no way that they can hold a freaking anything next to these other teams. Yeah, I think if Kevin Love could be Minnesota K. Love, that kind of those kind of numbers, and if Colin Sexton ends up being, yeah, legitimate, like if he's a if he's the rookie of the year, in that Eastern Conference, they're definitely going to be a playoff team. I don't think the threshold is too hard for them to do that. Uh, they've got enough veterans. I think you just have to not play Jordan Clarkson ever. Um, yeah, you probably, you probably have a chance to solve that. Uh, yeah, seriously, pretty bold but, bold take though by his part. I mean. Uh, of those, chance that we're not champs no more. Of those, of those three teams Tristan listed, though, of Boston, Philly, and Toronto, uh, which one do you think has the most to say to to the Cavaliers oh on this, this topic? How about his former teammate Kyrie? Jesus. They're going to run up and down on them. You said so Boston? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Boston's going to be so good. And I actually really, really like Toronto. I was listening to you and Ultra's over-unders, and I was really happy that you guys both picked the over. Because when it comes to the four horsemen betting, we're hammering that Toronto over. <laughs> I well, just can't wait. We're not, we're not addressing literally any other bets till we all agreed that we're putting lots of money on the Spurs over. That is the <laughs> single, the single, my single mission. Um the good Lord spoke to me, and if that guy had said, take the Spurs over, I would have, have literally jumped on Bovada right now during that little, his little sermon. Uh, if he said, take the under, I would have told him to go to hell. What, what, what is uh, the Spurs over-under right now? I don't, I can't so even. you didn't get that far in the episode, huh? It's uh, 40, it was, well, I believe it was it 44 games. Uh, I don't know what it is as of right now, but it was at 44. I'll pull it up. Um. So yeah, I guess my only my only last take on this Tristan Thompson comment is uh, I'm totally good actually with him in taking this take, and I'm I'm very comfortable with it because uh, you know what, damn it, I, I think he does need they do need to prove it. Um, Boston, I would make the argument that them also being depleted, like yes, they probably have the best case of any of the teams, but. Um, I hope he. I hope they. It'd be really fun if they can beat Toronto a couple times in the regular season. I just want this Toronto yeah. being kind of the the best, but also like the pushover of these teams to be the case. And Philly, yeah, I don't know what Philly really has proved. I mean, Actually, Philly, yeah, Philly. And sorry, I keep going to over unders, but I think Philly's over under is pretty high. I know you really like the over, but I do. I mean, I like the over for those three teams and Indiana in the East. I mean, those are. Yeah, you're top heavy. Well, I mean, the East is pretty top heavy, so I mean, they can I've been I've been waxing myself in in Pacers hype the last couple of weeks since we did that episode. I'm yeah. really liking the Pacers more and more uh, every time I look at them. Um, but yeah, so that that was what Tristan Thompson was doing. But we've got a we've got a, a big big some big news on. Uh, on that Boston front, and a guy you just mentioned, Mr. Oh, yeah. Kyrie Irving, had himself a uh, few few comments during a uh, keynote at the Forbes Under 30 Summit. Um, one big headline coming from that is he apologized for saying the uh, Earth is flat, and uh, yeah, that he was at a conspiracy theory uh, point in his life where he just challenged everything. <laughs> yeah, he said he was huge in conspiracies. His quote: "Sorry about all that." Science. I'm sorry about all that for all the science teachers. Everybody coming to me like you know I have to reteach my whole curriculum. Irving told the hundreds of audience members seated in the crowd, "I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize." Um, well, 
I mean, and he even, also goes on to say, "What's yo? What's going on? Or everyone's been there. Yo, what's going on in the world?" Um, he admitted going down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos spurred his initial comments, uh, and then finally goes, "At the time, you were like innocent, but you realize the effect of the power of your voice, and even you believe in that. It's like don't come out and say that stuff. That's for intimate conversations between perception and your how you." How you are perceived changes. It's like, no, I'm actually a smart-ass individual. It's not like I was just coming out and saying that. At the time, I just didn't realize the effect. I was definitely, at that time, I'm a, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. You can't tell me anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're... I don't know if you still listen to the Road Trippin' podcast, but I remember like even listening to that episode when it actually came out and everything like you could tell he was just like I don't know if he 100% believed it but at the same time like he was pulling all, all the guys in the room's chain and then he wanted to take it a little further like why can't this be true you know what I mean like it wasn't necessarily like he that's my vibe uh, so a big reason I want to talk about this because I do think in some ways now I think there might be a more extreme and like dangerous component to what another person in today's media is doing but like what Kyrie did was essentially the same fucking thing that like Kanye West is doing right now and just saying a bunch of shit and knowing it will stick and like getting headlines and making it like getting attention for it yeah why they wanted that attention and why they wanted those reasons like it would be one thing if he did on the recording and then backtracked it right after and just kind of was like oh yeah I was fucking around with the guys like got taken out of context he doubled down on it, like, multiple times, though, after that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he, he didn't, like... And that's what kind like... That's the same thing with Kanye West. Like, I'm reading this fucking quote again that Kyrie just said. Honestly, like, in two years... Hopefully sooner, but, like, I... You're gonna see the same fucking quote from Kanye West to be like, Oh, I didn't realize the power of my voice. Like, you're a fucking professional athlete. You're, you're the, one of the biggest musical influences in Kanye's case... Or at least, well, I mean, like, yes, yeah. your voice matters. Like, everything you say, that people are going to just blindly listen to it because that's the kind of society we're in. And uh, the idea of just, like, throwing this stuff out there because you thought it was funny, you saw YouTube videos, like, and you were just saying, like, people are this making this shit up. Like, it's... And this isn't really even a conspiracy theory. Like, this is just, like, factually wrong. Right. Like... Like, some idiots were saying, oh, this is a flat earth shit. Like, no, dude, you just watched that, and then you, like, it came to your mind, and you doubled down on it. Like, that's where there's... That's the issue I have with it, and, then, like, this this kind of... Co- these kind of comments are just... Yeah. Eh, I mean, it's fine. They're not um, necessary. But along with his, his dumb shit that he said... Because he, he says it this thing, and then he comes back with this other fucking weird-ass uh, comment. So... Uh, he got asked, um, what's next for Kyrie? Um, and so the article, the though, he, thing. Yeah. yeah, so he says, though he potentially has a decade worth of seasons left in the tank, Irving said he absolutely is already <laughs> thinking about positioning himself for life after basketball. He said it's difficult to maintain high accessibility and visibility, but he recommended connecting with others who had successfully transitioned, um, Duke's Mike Krzyzewski, retired Kobe Bryant, as ways to find direction. Uh, so his quote, I'll probably be in 800 acres in Texas in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he said laughing, <laughs> off the grid in a self-sustaining community, just living with no power. Like, this is fun and all, but technology is just killing me, man. Uh so there's there's two parts to this, and I think the first part being, this is just Kyrie on some more hippie shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, he's just he he's like this. He's always been like this for the last three four years. And he's, and it's one of those things like he's super like I've I've said even like early on this like that original fight like her stuff he says in Sargo, man, don't disagree with him. I know he's a super intelligent, super thoughtful guy. Yeah. You listen to any interview with him, that's blatantly obvious, but uh, like this stuff is so weird. And it's just like a, it literally sounds like a, a freshman or sophomore from college who 
read a couple philosophical books and just like feels like they know everything about the universe now yeah yeah he's kind of hooked like there was a show on viceland uh it's about this self-sustaining community in uh oh it's, it's somewhere in south america or central america um but they were just basically like it's kind of a scam where they were getting all these like fucking just like rich white kids or just like these kind of hippie white kids who didn't want to conform to society's norms and like didn't want oh, regular the best jobs. kind of people yeah yeah and they're just like kind of that <laughs> oh outside thinking you know we only listen to vinyl and, and shit like that not to say anything individually wrong with that but like y'all know what kind of people i'm talking about yep every single one of you that's listening to this is closing your eyes and you can think of the exact person who just is is so anti-society man and it's just the man is bringing us down and like i got a little bit of that in me but i also know like i like a lot of technology of like the advancements we've had in society i like video games i uh i enjoy stuff i mean i think if his greater point was you know i think we're a little too dependent on technology and we do need to find ways to disconnect like i 100 percent agree with that i think last yeah. year or so I've tried to do that and find ways to just like remove myself and but I think you can do that by going to see a movie or you can like go on a walk uh, I don't think you need to be on 800 acres of in Texas and you're just like gonna be gone forever right yeah it's a little on the extreme but yeah you get his point yeah I, I would really like the idea though of Kyrie like getting in the hall of fame and just being like having dreads and just like <laughs> looking that'd be the greatest he's like wearing some sort of like fucking robe and he's got those like tinted kind of trippy glasses on and he just basically if he could just like kind of look like snoop dog yeah at certain points like i'd be really up for that to be a, an upgraded version of Kyrie. for sure speaking of speaking of snoop dog did you ever watch the shop with lebron i did yeah we talked about it a little bit um, I think there's so there's supposed to be more episodes coming out. It just really was a weird, yeah, weirdly produced thing. It was very much uh, Preacher LeBron, which I like at times, but not for. I mean, it's cool all to hear him time. say "fuck" and like he said the yeah. word and stuff like that. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it just kind of spurred my my still long-standing business pitch of Adam Silver needing to produce like, uh like HBO version of NBA where like they have all the players mic'd up you pay extra on league pass or something and oh you get, like, I like the, that idea I can hear like KG just talking mad shit and oh saying what Layla KG would Layla, be the best <laughs> Baha, Anthony like tastes like to Mello and like I just want to know what all the shit talking like I mean just to hear what Draymond says on the court would be like oh worth gosh. it just by itself um I don't know how it ever actually happened because they would just be cussing. I mean, I don't think the league wants that look, but I also think they should want that look. Who would you think would be better mic'd up, Joel or Draymond? I think it's Draymond by so. I don't know if Joel huh, he uh, he does, but well, I, I mean, think it, Dray, Draymond is playing like it would literally just be like a audio version of like. And I don't know how you would do it from a production standpoint if you have all the players talking, but I don't think all the players are. Um, I just would like a, a, like more mics, hot mics down on the court, less play-by-play just to really get a feel. feel like I'm sitting courtside and being able to hear some of this shit. But like, I think Draymond would be Maybe worth that's it by Maybe next himself. wave with that uh, virtual reality thing where they bring it in the chatter with that. I don't care. I just want to be able to assess players' shit talking and like, hear the the ignorant stuff that they would say to each other and just like it that would change my entire evaluation of players i liked in in every oh, which way for sure um yeah but i think the shop was cool did you watch it i did i did i liked it too i really liked that uh comedian uh gerard Oh yeah, yeah. His stuff about the Hamilton was super funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It was like him just saying, like, I haven't seen Hamilton. I mean, I like the music and whatever, like, but I just like that bit. Like, I don't care if it's true or not. I don't think. I mean, you right. can agree to his point, or you don't have to. But I yeah. just think that that's a very funny bit to go off of and just to go that hard in on. 
for sure. But yeah, overall, I liked it. I'm curious to see how how it develops. Um, so another thing that came up real quick. Uh, did you watch the Lamelo brawl? Of course, I did. What a what a slap! What a what a what a <laughs> what a slap! You he, uh, you're gonna be proud of me because well, you might be proud of me and then laugh at me, but. I was like watching that and I watched it like literally 10 times and I'm like I don't think I've seen an NBA slap like this and I after you asked me to like be on this podcast I'm like oh I'm gonna research what are the best slaps in NBA history and it wasn't a very long rabbit hole and I just found this other one uh from like this uh piston center from like the 90s his name is James James Edwards and he just like decks somebody oh. like real hard I know I know exactly what you're talking about um, but that was the only other slap video worth bringing up. But yeah, dude, Lamelo's got a pretty good slap video there. It was a good slap. I mean, it was funny as fuck. I mean, I think they would get perceived differently since it's in. I don't know if you can just openly slap people in Europe if that's like looked down upon the same way as it kind of is in the U- U.S. But it gets disrespectful as fuck to slap someone. Oh yeah, and I to be honest, I didn't even realize he was still over there. Like I thought he already came back. Well, it's some JBL. It's some JBL like USA team because uh, Lamelo is on there, and so is um, Leangelo. I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. It's some. It's like Lamar Varball's like all star team of that league. Um, so it's a uh, kind of a mix. Gotcha. Sandy's giving her takes on this uh, intense <laughs> topic too. She's a big ball baby. She's a big baller, biatch right now she's trying to slap me herself with her paw um <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean it was uh pretty pretty interesting uh since lamello's gotten that haircut he's been he's got a little bit more fire in him yeah dude he looks he looks so much more like lonzo now yeah kind of he kind of does um so we're bearing the lead here on something so another big news story probably could have started with this, but we wanted to give you a little mix in between. So Chris Haynes had a report uh, that came out um, about uh, Kevin Durant and, and Chris Haynes saying that he thinks the Knicks have a very good shot at landing KD after this season. He was on Undisputed, said New York Knicks have a very good shot at luring KD away from the Bay Area. Same allure that LeBron had towards the Los Angeles Lakers, just the building, the culture, is the same way I know KD feels about the Knicks. Dylan. Yeah. What do you think about KD on the Knicks? What do you think the chances are? Do you like it? Do you think it will happen? Well, <clears throat> I don't know. So you listen to KD like, on Bill Simmons' podcast and everything like that. Like He just like was so aware of the culture, and he kept preaching like that to different things about how – players really consider the different ownership and the executives in the front office way more now than ever. And it's one yeah. of those things where it's like, if, if he actually thinks that way, like how could he go to the Knicks? Well, but at so the same, at the same light, like if something would work out in a way where they brought somebody in that he was really well respected or something like that, I could totally see it. Cause it's a big market. And KD has always like almost been linked to the Knicks as far as like, getting out of the west if he goes if he gets out of the west that'll be the knicks or bust but well i mean the easy thing is just that his uh all of his agent friend whatever is like rich klein is uh big knicks fan like it's come up on yeah the bill simmons pod about the knicks and they've joked about it um i think just from the perspective of yeah what we've seen of kd and him being uh at times, I think hypersensitive, or just not really understanding the, the way the internet works, and just everything that's gone on since him being at Golden State. Um, he, either like he's at kind of a position where I think he needs to double down and just really be the villain, or it's like if he really needs to be like loved and like not have all this like oh you don't have any rings like you didn't earn these that yeah. type of thing like. There is probably no other place he could go than like if he wins a championship with the Knicks. Oh, yeah. 
hands his down. Game Legacy over, over. Yep. set match. Like he will be beloved forever. And is him being the one to bring a championship to the Knicks, like that's it. Like he doesn't need to worry about anything ever again. Like no he will not have a bad thing said about him. Like Walt Frazier is still like Look how beloved, like it will be that level, if not more, for KD. Oh, if he yeah. were to win. Um, so I do understand it from that perspective. Um, I do how, get how old you, is KD right now? Like 29? 29. Okay. Yeah, he's got, he's 29. Yeah. He's got plenty of time here. Uh, but um, I do, I do know what you mean about the input of that. My only, my only counter to that is like, I don't know how much like Katie's actually interacting with. Katie just turned thirty a couple days okay. ago, September 29th. Yeah, so belated happy birthday to you, Kevin Durant. Uh, happy um, birthday, Katie. He, uh, I like how often is he really interacting with like Joe Lacum and some like. I think a lot of for him it is the the business component of it. New right. York's obviously a very good spot to 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 continue that. Um, but yeah, I think for him it would be. I think his next move, if he were to leave the Warriors, it would have to be somewhere, yeah, where he could be the focal point, but it'd be viewed and by the, our NBA circumstances that, yes, he, he would earn this championship if he were to win one. And winning one with the Knicks would be is, is like of the places yeah. as best a place you could probably make the case that he could go. It just still baffles me that he's not the focus point where he is now, and he just won his second straight Finals MVP. <laughs> yeah, he's one, two, probably. I'm I'm in of the camp that I want them to just him to win all of them now, and like Steph to win all these championships and never to be a Finals yeah. MVP. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm down for Draymond to get one, for Clay to get one. I just really want the bit of Steph. Steph was never. the best player on these teams, leader. Never was a Finals MVP be an interesting uh wrinkle on that but like we all know this warriors thing is going to break up at some point uh i just don't we don't know how or like who the first pieces that would fall i mean said all the right things and everything i mean igudala kind of choked about retiring after this year i don't think that's gonna happen but like there's gonna be a point where they it just it just ends um whether that's all of a sudden just like they don't win the finals one year and it's like everyone just decides it. Um, I mean, they're so young that they could conceivably still have this run for another three, four years. But to this point, no one really believes that's that's possible. I mean, Dylan, what do you where do you see like this Warriors like in your yeah, just Katie, observing it? KD is definitely gonna be the first one to go. If not him, then Draymond. Yeah, I feel like because you think Draymond? See, Ultra thinks that too. I think, and I think, I think Draymond, if he gets a certain like satisfaction, like satisfaction out of this team, I think he would want to prove it. Like, I think he's got that like almost that dog in him where he's like, I can do this. I can prove everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I can do this with another team. Yeah, but, but I think yeah, I think Draymond... I also think he's probably the smartest out of everybody in that group and realizes how good this team has it, and he just you know he does what the team needs all the time so and i think he realizes he's smart enough to realize like i don't know if he can repeat this system somewhere else like i don't think he can be i've said that for a while like draymond green is fantastic i just i have a tough time believing that if you had just inserted him in orlando or you inserted him in well i don't think it would be in orlando i think he would go to a place where he would be with another superstar r2 Oh, I'm saying yeah. he got drafted, or like the Bulls had drafted him instead of Marcus Teague. Um, like I don't think this Draymond we see is is the, that's the Draymond we're viewing right now. I think. Oh, for sure, he, I agree with you. If it's you know nature versus nurture type situation for NBA potential, like this Draymond Green, I think only comes about if he's put on the Warriors with these other guys and they run the system that they do run. Um, but I don't think he would have he would have become this if he was somewhere else. And not to say it's a good discredit, like he's Hall of Famer, best basketball players um, in the league we have right now. Um, I kind of always see it like 
the Clay being the one to leave, but Clay doesn't seem to kind of give a fuck. I think he's nah, kind of chill too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if KD leaves, like, I think KD makes the most sense to leave, and I think it would almost, like, the Warriors would not get recharged, but maybe refocus and be like, all right, let's do this again. But, like, they'd have, still have the confidence that they know, like, hey, we won 72, 73 games without KD. We can right. just, uh, you know, run that thing back, and it's it, it would make things more competitive, but it wouldn't. I don't think Kevin Durant leaving breaks it up, but then once he leaves, I think it opens up the door for one of those other guys to maybe want to leave. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think KD is uh, the guy that, that leaves first. Yeah, and whether that's this year or that's a couple years from now, um, it is kind of kind of tough to say. Do we both uh, agree that he's not ending his career in the Bay Area? If I were to have to bet on it, I would I would bet on the side and say, no, he doesn't. Uh, but I, I do think one thing, and I, I try to challenge myself on this more and more, is like we don't know each of these guys' motivations as well, or like what, what drives them, and, that, and it changes year to year. Um, but I do think we kind of do put our own like personal bias into how we assess them at some points. Um, yeah. Even like LeBron and, and his, I think we all kind of had those that piece of it too, where we were assuming based on his what he's done in the past that like he was going to repeat that and go to a team, try to go to like Houston or Philadelphia and just try to like go to the next up and coming contender. But right. he chose to go to the Lakers and chose to do it without any superstars around him. Uh, so I do think we we do catch ourselves in those traps and uh whether that's right or wrong that's just kind of where we live in and like i think it's just i think the more important part is even if that's how we we analyze it it's you have to look at it and say okay well this guy made this decision and like i'm cool with it like i'm not like i'm not gonna then like burn my jersey or freak out or do anything like that yeah these are guys at the height of their profession are making you know decisions and not every decision we make like professionally is just solely based on you know winning or like you know you're the first store you know you were a pharmacist at zone you weren't committed to them and you had to see them you know become the best in the state or something like that you know right like, right get to fill the most prescriptions you know something like that like you <laughs> you don't yeah, really I get like, compared we don't to basketball players them. all the time yeah yeah <laughs> Well, no, and if yeah. uh, Kevin Durant decides to come to Cream City, I mean, come on over, big big guy. Yeah, I mean, that would. I don't see Kevin Durant ever enjoying Milwaukee. What? Yeah, he That's seems like the last guy that would like like Milwaukee. Oh yeah, for sure. He would just like. Oh God, he would say some ignorant shit about someone there. <laughs> like it would take like one Bucks fan to say some shit to him, and it would just be like. Go back to stuffing your face with cheese curds or something, man. Yeah. You clown. Um, For sure. So, um, as we progress through, really the only other thing I had on the rundown here of things I want to talk about, and it is not basketball related. It was just something I saw. and I Yeah, I'm going to have you explain this to me a little bit better because I don't understand exactly what's happening. So, this is a football-related uh, thing that occurred. Um, so last week there was a game played. Uh, I'm sure many of you were all on the edge of your seat watching this particular NFL matchup. The Chargers and the 49ers played last Sunday. Um, there was a couple, uh, one of them being a Chargers fan, one being a 49ers fan, and they decided to put a winner-takes-all stake uh for the rights to their unborn Suns fandom. A 29-27 to 27 victory by the Chargers means that the son of Sal and Lissetti Gomez of Compton, California will be brought up in a, to a world in blue and gold. Quote here, We want to do something different to announce that we would be having a baby boy, Sal told ESPN on Sunday night. So we figured... With me being a lifelong 49ers fan and her being a lifelong Chargers fan, that would be the perfect way to do it. 
So on Sunday morning, Lisette posted. I hope I'm saying their last name or the, all of their names. This first name, right? Yeah. So posted a picture on Instagram. She was cheering. She was wearing a Chargers jersey. Her husband, a seven years, uh, husband of seven years, a 49ers. The photo, the sign of the photo said, "We have a lot riding in this game." Future f- fan of question mark. The board then teased the impending arrival of their son, which is due March 26th. Dylan, so what do you think of this entire thing? It's like a baby announcement, plus the quote-unquote having their son's fandom determined based on this. has gone a little too far for me. (laughs) It's a little too far? Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, I don't really give a crap about it. What if if that kid wants to be a fucking Raiders fan? Also, yeah, I guess that's another spin on it. Like, you're predetermining something for somebody that's not even born yet, so. Yeah, like, I just, like, don't want them to name, like, now, like, name their fucking, their kid after, like. Philip. Yeah, Philip, <laughs> Philip Rivers Gomez or Junior Seau Gomez or, like, do anything like that where, like, they're kind of making them that way even, like, LaDainian Tomlinson Gomez. I There's just, a good one. I think that's a very extreme thing. I mean, it's, I guess it's clever as far as, like, if it's kind of a joke. I mean, I just I don't like these ideas sometimes. It's just like, hey, please give us our 15 minutes and, and let's... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And if you it's really, just... really need that, that's fine, I guess. I mean, I have a podcast, so I, um, I guess <laughs> yeah. I only have so much I can, I can talk about as far as, like, thinking... Stuff that I do is is important and consumable online, but I really do it more now. Now, especially more than ever, I'm doing this solely to get more ghosts on the podcast. Oh yeah, next time we're bringing out the Ouija board, dude. Well, so I ever I don't know if I the stories come up a lot recently. I already told you about how I tried to get uh, ghost whispers into Harriet at Drake what? freshman year. No. Oh, so essentially... Uh, Are we going to tell ghost stories right now? No. Well, it's kind of more... It's, could be criminalizing, so we'll see where I, if I'm able to record the 84th episode. But <laughs> I figure, if anything, this 83rd episode, we've got to uh, we've got to break this out here. Uh, so Love we, uh, my roommate, Nick, who... Nick's been on the pod, uh, I think with... I think at one point we... Lil Raj? Yeah, a little rush. We did some sort of record. Nick's been on, though, if, if you're a real lifelong listener here. Point forward. Um, so Nick Shout and I did rush. some uh, freshman year dorm room. We would pull some uh, a prank or two. We kind of got in a prank war with a football player across the hall from us. Uh, but we never would uh, get caught. And, uh, well, maybe the ghosts are back right now. <laughs> I was about to say, my mic is up. I don't know why. They've heard me tempting them. They've heard me talk blasphemous of them. The ghosts have come in now. We're welcoming on Casper and his friendly... <laughs> Can you hear him again? Seriously? Dude, there's there's a lot of feedback coming. You want to mute, maybe move the mic around? Um, so I was telling this story, and Dylan can kind of fix it. So we would pull a lot of pranks, and what happened... We never got caught by RA, Um and RA was kind of one of those guys that, like Kyrie, would probably have talked about moving into a self-sustaining community at some point. Uh, so one day I talked to him. He came in and talked to us about all the pranks that were occurring. Um, and what had happened was he so he comes in our dorm room, and Nick and I had spent some of our time on Craigslist uh, contacting people for various reasons. Well, one such time... After this conversation we have with Brian, where he basically asked us if we were the one causing these pranks, and that if we weren't, if we knew who was, to try to talk to them to stop, because it was really bringing down the dorm room morale. Um, and I'm the type of guy that you know likes to double down. So what I did is I contacted these ghost hunters and asked them if they would come to Harriet Hall, which is the name of our dorm room, to uh, check for paranormal activity. And I had an email thread going with them. I followed up with Brian, and I had him. I presented him with the emails, and he proceeded to tell me. He goes, first off, the ghost owners did say that they had records of some paranormal activity at Drake University. What? So um, that like creepy chapel 
Oh, shocking yeah, that Oregon Chapel. Yeah, they said like there's some there, and there's like they had other, you know, small reports of some paranormal activity throughout the history of Drake. So there was, it was densely, uh, I forget what the the term is, but like sensitive towards that kind of stuff. So they were ready to go, but I would just need to get permission signed off to get them like guest pass and even be cleared to be on the <laughs> campus and in a backstage campus pass. building. So. I proceeded to try to get approval from my RA. He came up with a very like P, most like liberal like PC kind of like woke thing and just like, well, listen, I don't personally subscribe to those beliefs, but I'm not here <laughs> to judge your beliefs, and I'm more than willing to support your pursuit of this. I can't give you the clearance and like, what? Basically, I had to like talk to the head of Harry Hall and like present this and do all stuff. So I was kind of ready to. He goes, but. Uh, whatever the guy's name was, he goes, he's not really going to be as accepting of your views probably or as open-minded as, as I'm trying to be at this moment. Um, so I was thinking about going through with it and then like it was kind of towards the end of the second semester and I wanted to you know, enjoy my last couple of weeks of freshman year of college so I didn't do it. But um, God damn. You know, if we need to, I've got a, some, some peeps out in, in yes. Iowa that – can try to rehash. I gotta really these. find those email the email thread because it was pretty funny. That is awesome. So I'm always down to contact some ghosts, and who knew me having a podcast was gonna be the way I did that. <laughs> that was a little creepy though when you played it back. Oh, it's super creepy. Uh, it's super bizarre. I just wish there was more. So literally, right before we ended that, like we started recording, I decided to record because there was literally a uh, the pastor someone talking and then there was like baby crying oh jeez and we couldn't figure out if it was like radio interference if it was like a couple it was like a baby monitor and a sermon but they were like synced up or like the baby crying would come in then the pastor then the baby crying then the pastor and i'm really upset we didn't have that because it would be really really freaky but um i really want to try to re- i wish we could recreate that so bad i want more <laughs> of that that was just it gave me like a high. Well, I got a podcast until next time. High. Until next time. Yeah, just gonna have to have you on again. Hell yeah! If you'll have uh, me. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see what the people say. <laughs> Dylan, you got any closing thoughts? Got any anything else you want to share with the good people? Nah, man. Uh, my my oh. closing thoughts are kind of homerish, I guess you could say, yeah. for the Bucks. I'm just super excited for Brook and Bud. Brook and Bud, Brooke baby. Brook and Bud. Brook and Bud in Cream City. I am really happy Brooke Lopez is on there. Yeah, I'm excited about the Bucks. Um, all of their they actually and have like is actual this coaching. Middleton's contract year is that next year? That's next year. Next year, yeah, he's next still year. good. They signed him an extension. Yeah, he's still got another year after this. And Yanni only turns 24 this year, so yeah, it's Woo. crazy. It's crazy. Um, I guess yeah. What do you think? Uh, what's your? I want to put your uh, feet to the fire here. Where do you yeah. think the Lakers end up in the West? We're gonna we're gonna end like we started. Four or five seed. Think they're. What do you think of their over under of forty? Let me let me pull up the current over under. I think it was a like forty eight. Forty seven and a half. maybe it was forty seven and a half. Yeah, it's opened at forty eight and a half. Now it's forty seven and a half. God, I'm so good at this. I'm so good at sports, <laughs> folks. You're so good. Um. I like oh god I like right around there I like right around forty six so I if I had to choose it's LeBron though I gotta go over I gotta go uh, over there's the bias there's the bias I had the I strength to say under I had the strength to say but under. I think I'll think they'll end up right around forty six any plus two minus two from forty six anywhere in that forty four to forty eight range wow I mean I definitely they went forty five but I think that's good probably a good clip right there. Um, what well, about you? What is your uh, bold said, prediction for the year? I got so many bold predictions, buddy. <laughs> we don't have enough time left in this. You're just gonna have to. It's gonna be called radio tease. Your oh, folks are just gonna have to keep turning my, in more and more for tease. more episodes. Yes, I'm a big tease. All right, man. Big old tease. But uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up here. Dylan, thanks for coming on. My you did pleasure. A good job. Well, thank you. I. Uh, We'll have to let the people decide if they what they think of another Ultraless pod. We'll have to do a power rankings of all the guest hosts we've had on when Ultra isn't here. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. the best. Trying to get that rookie of the year. 
Ultra is going to be smitten, though, by the fact that we're probably going to wrap this up in under an hour. He is going to be so impressed. I've gotten so much better at this podcasting game. Maybe because, in go. part, uh, we were doing a little venture. I'm doing a little bit of a solo side project with the Point Forward. Um, if, if anyone hasn't listened to it yet, I did release another episode, ye- I guess, this morning. By the time you're listening to this, it would have been the yesterday. Um, I'm going to dive into a little bit more on the old, my favorite team, the Chicago Bulls, and do some side uh, kind of side pod series on the Point Forward channel. Uh, probably trying to do one, two episodes. I'm going to be realistic uh, a month. Maybe when I'm just bored, I'll just kind of get drunk and spout some shit into a mic about the Bulls. But I don't want to not talk about them. Um, But at the same time, I realize that there's a lot going on in the NBA and just me going on in depth about what I think about Robin Lopez and Chandler Hutchinson's prospects and eventually but you see i think my ultimatum was like if fred were to get fired uh <laughs> by gar packs at some point which my prediction is that he's just they're gonna let him like they're gonna set him up to like not renew his contract after it's done next season uh like they're not gonna be about winning and then like when his contract season's up it's like oh no wins matter now with this core uh right so eventually, it's just gonna be like my outlet to like jump on a podcast right away, and not have to talk to Ultra and like have something set up to be just ran and rave for a, a long while um, about my guy. But um, give that a listen if that's something you want to do. If you like hear my voice, but this first one went a little long, uh, just kind of setting everything up. But uh, hoping to make keep those like a 25 30 minute max uh kind of thing that we'll check in on the bulls so for those of my chicago the chicago listeners that do follow want to consume that and and get all the highly concentrated bulls takes from me um we'll go that play with the format see what works but give that a listen as well as um subscribe review all that good stuff for us. Um, you're listening to this. If you're not subscribed, do so already, and then give us a review about either our basketball or ghost segment or anything. Um, <laughs> but we're only a couple weeks away here. Follow us at on Twitter at the point forward. Uh, you can follow me at foolish killer. I'm over plugging Ultra's Twitter since he won't work with twitter.com to get it recovered so there's no point in following him at all he's really hurting our our podcast clout man so i I carry those shoulders um i'm like a single mother yeah trying to in some ways like yeah he does some of the cooking and cleaning behind the scenes for the podcast but (laughs) you're working i'm out here i'm out here really doing the you know nitty gritty work trying to get people to listen to it um and having to fill in guest hosts when he takes these vacations yeah, the scheduling was the hardest part for sure. It was so difficult. Yeah, shout out to your work schedule for making it work out. And I guess yes, yeah, shout out to you for hosting me last weekend. Oh yeah, uh, beautiful. No what a beautiful. Dylan has a beautiful home now. Well, thank you. Uh, that he purchased with his wife, wife Becky. Shouts to Bex. Uh, what up? Just bro? a lovely home. Yeah. Well, thank you. You. Uh, I got asked about the uh, housewarming later, and I said it's 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 the cutest first home I've ever seen. Oh wow. Thank you. I think the uh, I think the keg of spotted cow helped everybody's perspective. <laughs> Dude, I ate so many wings. I realized I don't know if I told you, but like, I realized what I was doing like I would eat four wings and like have a beer, and then when I needed to fill up my beer, I'd pass the wings, eat four more, and then like I easily had like twenty wings at your place. No oh problem. hell yeah! It was fucking gas city for the next <laughs> couple days. Oh man, I was my stomach was so much pork and chicken. It was delicious. That's good. I'm glad you can make it up. All right, folks. Well, we're going to wrap it there. Thank you again for listening. Uh, thank you, Dylan, once again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we will um, be pleased to have Ultra back next weekend. He'll be speaking a completely different language by then, I'm sure. And until then, we will we'll talk to you. Yeah. something strange in your neighborhood, who you going to call? 
question in what year did the Bears clinch the NFC North in a Christmas Day game against the Packers 83 2005 thanks for playing though maybe next time Susanna thanks Lou